professional now that you have like all your setup. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't even use this when I record mine. I even have my laptop. But yeah. Because I'm not in the picture. I have it on here. So. Yeah. But you guys are good with recording. Woo! Yay! All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of We Have a Problem. Just a quick reminder, this is not an AA podcast. Um, the title, We Have a Problem, was taken, though, about two girls discussing the plot holes in the wizarding world. So shout out to them, but they stole my title. <laughs> and we had to add an A, so that's fine. Um, also wanted to point out one thing. I am not a professional. I'm not a therapist. I uh, have no credentials. I'm just a girl talking about her addiction and discussing it with her friends that also have gone through similar things. Um Another thing that I wanted to say is what makes my podcast different from other sobriety podcasts is uh, I'm not going to sell you any seminars or guidebooks or anything. Like, this is just information, free giving, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, another main point, uh, everybody's sobriety looks different. So today, we are going to be discussing with my friend Maggie uh, about addiction, <laughs> Not so much alcohol-based, but... <laughs> Mostly just anything you can get high on. <laughs> All the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, Maggie, let's do age, location, occupation. Yeah, I'm 25. I live in San Diego, originally from Chicago, and I'm a college student at ASU. I graduate in May. Woo-woo. Woo! <laughs> All right. And how did you and I meet? Uh, Ernesto. I'm dating Ernesto and he's one of your good friends. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I was so hyped when he finally got a girlfriend. I was like, shit, about time, man. (laughs) Now we can do a couple things. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) But Maggie was definitely the coolest uh, of anybody that I had heard about. So I'm glad that you guys have lasted this long. Thanks. Thank you. I know. It was surprising. (laughs) And also it was really cool when we first met and I learned that you were sober. Yeah, I I don't I feel like back then I was like what like a year and a half or two years sober. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And how long do you have now? I have I just hit four and a half. Yee-yee. Four years and six months. Congrats. Like a couple weeks ago. Hell Thank yeah. You. Thank you. <laughs> it's kinda crazy. Yeah. That it's it's insane. Flies. I like I got sober right after my twenty first birthday. Yeah, so young. Yeah. yeah. Well I went crazy for my twenty first. <laughs> <laughs> went to Vegas to party with my mom and we drank alcohol and somehow I like got meth yeah. and I was doing that with so, your mom no not with my mom okay good <laughs> <laughs> so no. you're close with your mom though to want to yes. spend your 21st birthday with her yeah it was her idea she invited some of my friends and back I was sober then but then she was like do you want to go to Vegas and we could just drink and I was like yeah sure Wow. Yeah. Well, because she felt bad for me because, like, I moved from Chicago and I had no friends. So she invited some of my Chicago, like, good friends to Vegas. We partied. But then, like, I ended up, like, texting somebody I knew in Vegas that, like, (laughs) had meth. And, like, because I went to, I don't know, I went to EDC, so I, like, had connections and whatever. And then I woke up a week later and I was like, whoa, this is a week past my birthday and I'm still, like, doing awful things. I'm like, I need to get sober. And that's when it hit me. Yeah. That's like when I fully got sober because like prior to that I was relapsing. So okay, yeah. we'll talk about that more. Yeah, yeah let's definitely. start from the beginning. What was your childhood like? Oh, it was good. Oh. I <laughs> I grew up in a big family. Like I have seven siblings. Um, my parents have been married forty three years, so like 
you know, I just have like the classic like upbringing or whatever. My my dad is a big drinker though, and but I'm not saying he's an alcoholic because his dad was actually an alcoholic and like his dad was like abusive towards him. So like my dad is like a very nice drinker. Yeah. You know? Like he just like does he just has to drink. Yeah. I don't know. Same with my dad. Yeah. He's never been violent and never yeah. really yelled at ever but he's just like i want to be buzzed yeah like my dad has to have like a a mixed drink at night like Mm -hmm. you know yeah and like four of his kids are sober but like he's just like nah like not me (laughs) like you know like he's like 68 like he's not gonna i don't know that generation doesn't understand they truly don't yeah no (laughs) it's okay yeah that's fine but other than that i you know i had a really good childhood i can't like say like i had anything like bad happen to me until like my teenage years then like I was getting into bad things and then like bad things were happening to me so you saw your dad drinking how did you view that were you like oh I can't wait to drink also see like I I tasted alcohol when I was 12 and I thought it was the grossest thing ever I was like no not me like whatever and then like people like in my freshman year were starting to drink and I was like mm-hmm. like it doesn't really taste good like and I feel like I wasn't getting drunk or maybe I just wasn't like feeling like I was like, are people acting like, I don't know. But then like sophomore year, I was getting into like harder stuff like pretty quickly. So then I was like, screw alcohol. I was going to say, all right. So what was your first time getting high or drunk like? Uh, getting drunk. I hated it. Uh, it was like probably like freshman end of freshman year. I was kind of a late bloomer with drinking I guess or maybe that's early I don't know uh but it was at a house party I was just like drinking beer and like it just like made me feel like gross and like I just didn't like it Mm -hmm. but then sophomore year I once I got my driver's license I had like more freedom so I was smoking weed and then one of my good friends that was like two years older than me he was into painkillers so I started doing painkillers, like, whenever I would hang out with him. And, like, that was, like, fucking nice. When you take, you would take those, how would you feel? Oh, it was like I was, like, sleeping on, like, a bed of pillows, but I was walking around. Doesn't yeah. It, it yeah. feels like your whole body is, like, yeah. beaming of light. It was and nice. And you're just, like, yeah. Yeah. So we were, like, a bad duo because then I was, like, wait, I don't know if I like downers. Like, I'm kind of a more uppity person. Mm-hmm. So then I, like, was exploring some more. So you, like, reached out to people to find uppers? I'm or trying how did when that I was first like, time happen? I don't even know. When I was trying to, like, figure out, like, my, like, drug use timeline, I was like, what the fuck? I just know, like, by junior, junior year, no, for sure, senior year, people in my high school, like, knew, like, if you wanted, like, Coke or, like, pills, like, to go to me. Oh, shit. So and you not were selling. Uh, well... Or you were just the connect? I was just, like, I would give them my connect, and, like, I wouldn't sell shit. I think one time I sold Adderall, and, like, then I, like, cried because I wanted my Adderall back. <laughs> so I wasn't, like, a good... No, like, I wasn't a dealer. Like, you like, were just a promoter. Yeah, I was like, yo, I could give you this, and then I would be like, oh, you, I gave you that person, like, you should, like, you know, let me... Give me, a, like, a little perk. Yeah, yeah. some referral fees. Yeah, yeah. my... 
I don't want to like say his name, but like Spider in Cicero, uh, he's probably not even there anymore. It's fine. This is like eight years ago, but I would give him so many referrals that like whenever he saw me, he would give me like a free eight ball. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got him so much business. Yeah. I'm he's sure. like, yo, all those white girls, they're coming. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. So you don't remember when you first sought it out, right? I feel like it was... Like, I hung out with my sister and her friends. So they were two years older than me. So it was probably with them. And, like, her friend was the same guy that, like, I would do, down or like, painkillers with. So it was, like, that friend group. It was probably with them. But I don't remember the first time. Actually, no, I don't know. I think it was junior year. I was visiting my sister at college. And she had Coke and, in her dorm room. And, like, we did it. And I like felt it immediately and I was like what the yeah I was oh, like yeah. and then we went to a concert and like I was just loving it and then we were doing like key bumps but like we were wasting so much that like it makes me cringe you know <laughs> it was all falling yeah, was while like, you're dancing going like this yeah, yeah. this is awful but I feel like that was the first time maybe and when you started using was it a daily occurrence in high school I was doing Adderall like every day junior to senior year and you weren't prescribed that, right? No. Okay. I was buying that from this kid. And then one time he was like, oh, I can't sell anymore. Like, my mom's, like, making me take it. I was like, bro, <laughs> I'm going to beat the living shit out of you. Like, I need it. Fuck your ADHD. Yeah, I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I'll pay double. But. God damn. Yeah. But uh, how did Adderall make you feel? Because in my instance, it was like baby meth. Like, cocaine, but I feel like, no, that's the, that's the start of, like, me loving uppers because yeah. I was doing Adderall more than like coke because coke was like hard to come by and like mm-hmm. it was like I can't do fucking coke like at school yeah I mean it's real yeah. lines and yeah yeah that's kind of PE. excessive yeah <laughs> like but I was doing Adderall to like do homework like ace tests like I had a 4.0 because of Adderall like oh, yeah. yeah 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 I know my cousin still takes Adderall for her paper <laughs> I know like when I like started college like in sobriety I was like fuck okay like this is like for real like I have to sit down and read and like not be on Adderall because I was so used to that in high school mm-hmm. but I was like I mean I'm doing it shit so it's it's doable yeah yeah so when did you transition from doing just Adderall to meth <laughs> oh well meth was definitely after high school after uh like when I was like 19 okay yeah so right after graduation then the year after? Mm, yeah, it was mm-hmm. when I moved out of my parents' house, went to college for a year, but I only went for a semester, mm-hmm. dropped out, and then for a semester I was, like, in college, but I wasn't, and then I went to community college, but then I dropped out after a semester. Wait, when you say you were in college but weren't, you I told were... my parents I was in college, Got it. and I would be the type of shit, like, oh, I need to money for textbooks, but then mm-hmm. I would buy Coke with it or whatever. But the first time I did meth, we, my sister and I, I think we were in Chicago or we were out here. I forget. I think it was here in Christmas because my parents lived out here mm-hmm. and we did it and it was like, what the fuck? Y'all did it on Christmas? Uh, like Christmas break. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did yeah. Molly one time on Christmas. Oh Wouldn't my gosh. recommend <laughs> Looking I forgot back on about Molly. Pictures. <laughs> Bro, I was all cracked out. Uh, looking back at like all my face, like any memories on my phone or like Facebook profile pictures, my eyes were saucers. Yeah. And like my pupils are still to this day big, mm-hmm. but like I'm not even kidding. You can't even see any blue. Mm-hmm. Like, phew. yeah. 
And then, like, people were just, like, liking that. And I'm, like, it makes me literally sick to my stomach. I'm, like, so cringy, huh? Yeah. All of my Snapchat memories, I can't. I can't even look at them. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah, can't. It Anything, me like, out. yeah. That's why I'm, like, I like having, like, you know, a couple of years. So I'm, like, okay, those memories won't pop up. <laughs> no, they still, I need to turn them off on Snapchat. I've, I've turned them off. Snapchat, no. Yeah, no. It's bad. And it's bad because I would have a Snapchat video of, like, me, like, you know, like doing drugs. And I'm oh, like, yeah. I don't need to see that at yeah. all. Like that is not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So in that semester where you were going, where you were supposed to be going, but you weren't going, that's yeah. when you started using meth. Oh yeah. And then how did harder. it progress from there? Uh, I was just doing anything and everything. Honestly, I was but every day, like 24 mm, seven. I was doing Coke every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was befriending like a lot of people that were like also doing drugs, which didn't obviously help my situation. Um, and yeah, I think maybe I took some days off just to like recoup (laughs) and like be a person, (laughs) like sleep and like whatever. And, but yeah, I was, I was really bad. How long do you think that lasted for? Like, two years. Oh, fuck. Like, no, I would say, like, from, like, well, 18, I was definitely doing drugs less. Like, in high school, I was doing drugs, but it was, like, once a month, I would, like, go crazy or whatever. But then, like, after, once I graduated and I went to college and I was actually on my own, I was, like, oh, I could just, like, go and drive and get some blow right now. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it was just, like, it was, like, hard for me to, like, be like focused on school when I wanted to do that because it was like instant gratification. I was like, okay, I could do that and have fun. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm just getting high in my bedroom, that's more fun. <laughs> Were you maintaining school then during those two years? No. no, no, completely done. I mean, I was, I have like two semesters from there, and like I, when I applied to ASU, I didn't even like say that those existed because yeah. they were so bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was like probably all Fs. Yeah. My credits are meaningless. Yeah. It was just a fat waste of money. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so in those two years then, did things start to get chaotic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was living with my older cousin that I've mended that relationship, thankfully. She was living with me and my sister in an apartment in Chicago and my sister and I were just like night owls like doing drugs whenever the fuck we wanted and she was a teacher oh no yeah yeah that's hard yeah that's really hard I would be so annoyed (laughs) yeah and we just like thought it was like chill Mm. and she was like this is not chill and I'm like in the moment I didn't give a fuck I was like that's too bad but like now thinking about it I'm like that is like so fucked up of me and it's cringe and I've thankfully mended that relationship. She's one of my best friends now. And yeah, she she moved out before we left. She was like, I'm out of here. She's like, y'all are crazy. I've yeah. seen enough. Well, and like then like we were like, oh, she's like a rat. Because like, <laughs> no, like literally like she was she like. She tell her parents. Yeah. And like my aunt would come over like all the time. Mm-hmm. And my aunt had a key to the apartment and she would like take pictures of like the apartment and send it to my parents. Oh shit. So like, no, my, like, it was like, we have a narc and like, you know, it was like, but like it was, she was like helping us. But like in the moment we were like, no, like we're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I was like losing weight because like all my drug use and like, I just didn't really look good at all. So definitely, obviously I needed help, but I didn't want to help myself. So when did you think that things were wrong? Like, when did you have that self-realization? Like, I can't be doing this anymore. 
Or did it was probably that didn't hit. I don't know. There was probably a couple of realizations that like this is really fucked up. But I just didn't want to like I I don't think I had the courage to like stop myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just didn't want to stop, or do you think at that point it was more of the chemical dependency, or like I need to keep doing this? Um, it was probably the dependency, and also like I was getting high with my sister. Mm-hmm. So we were very codependent with each other. And if we just like looked at each other in a certain way, we would go get high. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like we would be like, oh, okay, we're going to leave and do this. And yeah, like we would. Yeah. I feel like once like now thinking back to it, once I started like using needles, I was like, oh, this is really bad. But like in the moment I was like, no, this is good. So like I don't even know where my head was. It was. Once that started happening, I think it all went downhill because it was getting really messy. My sister was lying to me. People around me were, like, lying to me. And I was, like, it was just, like, a big chaotic, like, thing. And, like, everything was, like, getting really fucked up. And I think, like, probably, like, three or four months later, my parents got involved. Yeah. Yeah. So your parents obviously noticed something was up. Yeah. So what happened there? Oh, my God. Um. Well... My sister and I, we were living in Chicago and we came out to San Diego for Mother's Day in 2018. Mm-hmm. And obviously she could just like tell something was up. But also my dad was half time like living in Chicago. So he would come and visit us and he would drug test us like periodically. Yeah. But like if I tested positive for like one time I tested positive for Coke and he just didn't tell my mom. So my mom thought we were like, okay. But when she saw us, she knew that we were messed up. So we were eating breakfast at her house and she cut some of my hair and my sister's hair out of our heads. And I was like in delusion land. Like, you didn't you know, even notice. No, I did notice. Oh, okay. Cause she was yelling at us and she just like could tell that we didn't look normal. Yeah. And she cut some hair out. And then like a couple weeks later, she got all the results and yeah, those hair test results <laughs> those do not lie. Hair test—they say the percentage. Oh my god! And like, not the like, how long ago and the percentage? Jesus. Yeah, I would kind of want to get my hair tested just to I be like where the stop dude, point. Honestly, is. I didn't even know it existed until my mom did it to me. Jesus. And then when I went to treatment, she gave it to like everyone that was working with me, mm-hmm. like my therapist and like all this. She even sent it out to all my family members. Yeah. That's a rough one. Yeah. That's why my older siblings, like, weren't talking to me at the beginning of my, uh, like, sobriety. Because they were like, you just did meth. Mm -hmm. And, like, a lot of it, like, don't come around. And I was like, okay. That's a bummer that that was their initial reaction versus, like, hey, I love you. Well, I think they were all just, like, shocked. Mm. Like. Because you were a good student. Yeah. Off on Adderall. No, literally. (laughs) It was, like, shocking. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, but you said your dad was testing you guys before that. Yeah. So they knew that something was up, or my dad knew. My okay. dad knew that I was getting high on coke. Mm-hmm. Um, but was that like a condition with them? Like you guys can't be doing drugs. You're supposed to be doing school right now. Oh my god, they no, they didn't want any drugs yeah. ever. Whoa, no. I remember in high school, my dad caught me with weed, and he like broke my bowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My mom smashed so many of my bongs and pieces. Yeah. So, like, and he was just like, don't ever do this. Like, this is bad. And I was like, okay. And then I was getting real sneaky. I was so sneaky. And they just, like, never knew until it was, like, so bad that, like, 
it was like me using needles. Yeah. Like they had no idea mm-hmm. until I was like having like track marks. Yeah. And then they're like, what the fuck? And I'm like, this has been happening since I was 16. Not the needle use, but like, like it led up to that, you know? Yeah. So I was like, surprise. <laughs> I have trauma. <laughs> so after your mom collected your hair, you got sent to treatment, right? I went back home. Uh-huh. And my sister and I knew our days were limited, so we went crazy. We oh, were like, shit. our minds were like, okay, we already got our hair tested. Like, we might as well just do whatever the fuck we want. Go ham. Yeah. And that's what we did. And then, like, I think a month later, my parents surprised us in our apartment. And the night before, we had like a huge party. My cousin had already moved out. She was so done with her shit. We had like 20 or 40 people over. And my parents walked in of like we were all like sleeping like on the floor on the couch. I was in my room and I locked my door. Mm-hmm. My mom's banging on my door, and my dad's Fuck. kicking everyone out. There's drugs everywhere, and I had to say goodbye to my like boyfriend then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I'm never. I was like, oh my god, like I'm never gonna see you. Like my dad's ripping me away from him. I was like, no, but. He didn't give a fuck about me, so yeah. it didn't really matter. But yeah, then that happened, and like four hours later, we were on a plane to San Diego going to treatment. You guys went to treatment together? Separate. Okay. No, my mom did it the right way. She was yeah. like, you guys... Well, actually, my sister... So we... This was on a Sunday when we came to San Diego. My sister, we were sleeping in the same bed together, and she was like, I'm fucking leaving. She's like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm running away. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, I was like, no, like, we're caught. Like, you know, like, I was like, I'm good. Like, I want to, like, try to solve this. But my parents were pissed at us. So it was like hell. Like, anything we did, my mom would be like, fuck you. Like, this is because you're doing this. Like, why'd you even do? She would just be, like, in a horrible mood. Mm -hmm. And so before the next day, Monday, my sister had already left. She, yeah, she. She was like, I need to go. She do left. Drugs. She literally took a Greyhound bus, ended up in Arizona, and then called my dad and was just like, ah, I'm lost. Like, because my dad like cut off like her debit card. Oh yeah. And like shit. And then she was just like, should I just come home? And she's like, are you guys gonna be mad at me? And then, <laughs> it. She came home, but it was like I don't know, like a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But I showed up in treatment Monday morning. And my mom's like, you're the only good one. Like, you're going to fix yourself. Like, it's going to be okay. And I was like... But you didn't want to go to treatment, right? No, it was... It was just because, like, I was like, oh, I'm caught. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will help me. But, I mean, I was a good student in treatment. Like, yeah. you know, I... Through and through, I'm a good student. You seem very studious. Yeah. I am. <laughs> I follow rules. Like, when it's, like, somebody higher up, like, and has power, like, I'll listen. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, okay, like, these are the rules, like, cool, cute, I could do it. So what was treatment like the first couple days? I kind of liked it. I treated it as, like, camp. Me too. Yeah. I really liked it. I know. I really, like, can I stay? Yeah, I did stay. (laughs) You did? I tried to, well, I did intern for a bit. Oh, my God. For, like, an extra month. I was going to do that, but Mm -hmm. then my mom was, like, thinking that if I befriended too many people, that I would go get high with them. Oh, yeah. So my mom had, a like, freaking shackles on me. Yeah. So, like, I stayed the minimum I could do. And then I was back in my mom's, like, you care. know. Yeah, my mom's yeah. care. Yeah. What did you get out of treatment? Well, let's explain what treatment is like for anybody that's considering yeah. going. Um, well, treatment for me, it was, like, the first time at the beginning of my sobriety that I was met with, like, love and acceptance and like care and like 
we're gonna fix this like together yeah an understanding like, yeah understanding and like it was the first time going to therapy Same. that was my first time my sister had already been to therapy so like she like didn't want to go to rehab because she was like no I've done that like whatever mm-hmm. but I was like oh my god this is like it was like a light like you know like I was like oh fun but I really liked it there wasn't like amazing people at like my like there wasn't any young people at mine mm-hmm. but I kind of enjoyed that more because they like whenever we did group or like just hanging out like they literally were like you're so I was I think it was like 20 mm-hmm. and they were like you're so young and you're in rehab like take this and like run with it mm-hmm. and like be sober and like do it the right way like don't like you know like whatever and I was like listening to them like full-heartedly but like in the back of my head there's this little thing that was like, I don't know if I'm ready. Cause like, I always kept saying to myself, like, since I didn't choose to be sober, like, I feel like I didn't hit my rock bottom or whatever the fuck. But yeah. Where you have that internal switch for yourself, like, okay, yeah, I'm finally done. Yeah. yeah. No, but I loved, I loved rehab. I loved, we did like cute little like nature walks mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. It was just like, starting to like get acclimated into like life again Mm -hmm. and I was like okay like I could do this yeah yeah for me it was yeah shocking at how much therapy it was literally like all day it's all All day day. you're just diving into all the shit Mm -hmm. and all of your trauma that made you use or like just all anything we had a women's group we had a morning group we had a midday group we had two solo sessions a day um, it's it, so much. It, I was just crying my eyes yeah. out every day, just like, oh my god. Did you have is... the same therapist, like, for at like every time? I had ponytail Patrick. I okay. hated him. Oh my god, you had a guy. <laughs> I did. Oh no, he was just not uh, the right fit. And oh my there god. were other therapists there that were really hot that I really wanted to work with, Dude. but I didn't. I did not get Britain. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, it obviously yeah. wasn't a good fit with him. And then I got transferred over to another one of their centers, and yeah. I really liked my therapist there. Oh, that's good. I don't remember what her name was, but she was cute. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, my motives were not yeah, in no, the clearly. right place. But I do highly recommend treatment if you oh, are able yeah. to do it. Um, also, one of my softball friends, she is not able to be on the podcast because I don't think her work will permit it, but she was telling me that 211, you can call if you don't have rehab and they oh, cool. will set you up with Medicare, Medicaid, one yeah. of those, and then they will find you a treatment center. That's so, cool. That yeah. seems new. Right? That I, seems new. Because I was looking up I've been out centers. of the game, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I wanted to give people options, but yeah, yeah, I had no idea that that was a thing. So, no, I love 211, that. everybody. That's cool. Um. So yes, rehab was great. We also did, yeah, the day breaks where we're doing physical activity. Yeah, I, I did go, yoga. Yeah. And I like hated yoga like at the first, like mm-hmm. at the beginning, but then I was like, oh, I kind of like it. That's where I learned to do yoga yeah. and meditate. Yeah, and meditating. Yeah, meditating is probably the most useful tool that I got out of all of I, I hated it at the beginning. Yeah. Because like I couldn't quiet my mind. Probably from all the meth. <laughs> Probably, but you know what? It's fine. Uh, I actually, in my treatment center, I met this guy that was like, I don't know, in his 50s. And he was only using meth. Mm -hmm. And like, he was so messed up in the head that like, I was like, I don't want to be like him. Like straight up, like he couldn't sit still. And like, he had been like a week sober. And like, like the shit that he would say, he would get like, I don't know. It was just like, literally, like I saw that and I was like, I... 
don't want that. Yeah. Because, like, I could, like, settle down and be, like, a normal person and act fine. Like, I was like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. After years of use, you see it on people. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, yeah. it, you're completely altered It was at that scary. Point. I was like, what the hell? But I loved my therapist. Yeah. Me and her, like, she saw me grow so much. Mm. The first time I had a solo with her, I didn't talk at all. I literally was just like, no, fuck you. Like, I'm not talking. Because yeah. she had, she brought out the thing that my mom sent her. And my mom sent her an email. And I was like, if you're going to listen to my mom, like, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. That trust was already like, Yeah, I yeah, was like, okay, are you going to, like, team. tell my mom everything? Like, my mom already knows everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But then she, like, she was my homie at the end. Like, yeah. I literally cried when I had to leave her. Oh. Yeah. I actually, since the treatment center was, like, in North County, I... I went, she was my therapist for like two years into my sobriety. Good. Yeah. Until she literally kicked me out. <laughs> she was like, I think you're fine. Like you just need an actual therapist. Not because she was like a therapist for like drug and alcohol, like, and like trauma and whatever. And she's like, uh, I have like a wait list. So I think you're good. <laughs> you're healed like, enough. You can move on. I was like, damn. <laughs> Next level. Yeah. <laughs> so you were there in treatment for a month, right? 20 days. Oh, that's short. Yeah, it was really short. Yeah. And then I did outpatient for like, I did groups outpatient for a year after that. Mm -hmm. And then I did solo with her for two years after that. What is outpatient? Uh, I was like going to like school. It would show up at like nine, I think. And you leave at two. And it's basically the same thing. It's basically the same thing, but you go home and sleep at night and you don't have, you know. Uh, It was like a- Part-time rehab. yeah, Yeah. It was like group- uh, setting like therapy and then you learn about like your feelings and how to process and how to cope and the one that I went to also like dealt with like depression and anxiety and like trauma and like I had like a lady in there that was like dealing with her like mom's like death so like it was like all different like you know yeah. so it was, it was fun. That's kind I, of how I, I like felt that. in the psych ward. They kind of throw in a bunch of different people. Right? It's, it was a mix. Yeah. It yeah. was not a good focus group because, yeah, some people were in there for being 51, 50. Yeah. Some people were alcoholics. No, literally. Some people were on benzos. Yeah. It was crazy. No, I think the lady that literally went there just to, like, talk about, like, dealing with grief, like, she was like, why am I here? Yeah. Because <laughs> I like, was like, the um, right group. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, man, we have nowhere else to put you. They're like, mm, that's fine. Yeah, it's therapy. Yeah. You'll get a good But at the end of it, they had to, my therapist was like, had to have a talk with me because like at the end, like after like towards the end of a year, like they were like repeating shit and like more people were cycling in, like new people. And I was like, I was like, I knew all the answers. So yeah. she was just like, you gotta go. And I was like, no, You've like if I leave, so then long. I have to go to college. Like, I was like, I don't want to start life. Like, you know. <laughs> that brings me to my next question. What was it like transitioning back to normal life? I hated that. Yeah. It took me a while. It's like, hard. Up when... until like recently. The treatment bubble is so safe and secure and I, you feel good. I love my treatment bubble. Mm-hmm. And I love my therapy bubble. Like my group, like, you know, like, and like. If people, like, ask, like, oh, like, how's life? How are you doing? I'm like, oh, well, I'm focusing on myself and bettering myself. But, like, then after that, I was like, fuck. I need to, like, start my actual, like, adult life and, like, be a productive human. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to do that. Like, at all. What was your plan then? You just wanted to stay in treatment? I did. That's why I stayed so long. (laughs) And she literally, like, my therapist like, you're good. And I was like, am I? (laughs) But I feel like it clicked for me like, once I was, like, gaining back, like, trust from people in my life, 
Because, like, they were viewing me. I feel like once I hit a year, I was like, oh, shit, you know? Because, I don't know, like, early in my sobriety, I was relapsing. So, like, I, like, hit a year. I was going to say, yeah. Wait, let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) What was your first relapse, like? It was, a, it was like a month-long bender. Did you plan it, or was it like an accident? It was an accident, kind of. Um, some of the people I met at HA uh, kind of like fell off the wagon, mm-hmm. and then I hung out with them, and then I saw that they weren't like on, like, you know, sober. Mm-hmm. And my sister and I, we got in the car to go home. We were like, wait, if they're using, <laughs> we should use. Wait, you went to a meeting with them and they were off? We, or no, like we you hung out. We, we, we were friends. Okay. Uh, we went to a meeting with them and we saw that they were fucked up and we were like, oh, yeah. I see. And I was just like, damn. And then, but that, I just didn't sit right with like going to meetings high. Yeah. Like I couldn't do that. Why would, yeah. What was no, their uh, reasoning? Did they have to go like court ordered or something? No. Oh, no. They just felt like going to a meeting high? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't do that, like, at all. So, like, I would, we just, like, stayed in our little, like, getting high bubble. But then people were reaching out to me and being like, hey, like, where are you? And, like, I was like, oh, like, this is nice. But, like, I can't show a face. Because, like, yeah. I, I felt like once, like, I had been out for, like, a month, I was like, oh, people, like, no. And I was like, that's so awkward. But. So you were using for the month. Yeah. Did your mom and dad find out again? Yes. And then that's when my sister went back to treatment. Shit. And I didn't. Oh, what yeah. did you do? I just stayed and I went to AA, CA meetings, HA, and I was like a good daughter. Like I had strict rules, very strict. I signed a contract by my mom and if I disobeyed it, I don't, she never really did anything. It was more of just like she like had the contract. But did you relapse again? After that, yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> when my sister when my sister got out, she had her phone only on Sundays in her rehab. She was there for a month in yeah. Malibu. And she was like, dude, like, I'm still thinking about getting high. And I was like, oh, well, I'm out here. Like, I could get stuff because we had a dealer out here, yeah. which was bad. Yeah. And then finally, after that relapse, it was so bad. I went to my therapist crying. And my parents were pissed, like, so mad at me. Because my sister had just gotten out of rehab, and, like, that night, we were getting high. Yeah. And my mom knew. She knew? Yeah, she found out. Oh. Like, the next day. How? Well, because we were supposed to be up early to, like, go hiking, do this, and we had just, like, stayed up all night. Oh, fuck. So, like, you know, we were like, oh, we're yeah. going to hide it. We're going to shower. We're going to look good. Like, it's fine. She won't notice. Pupils fucked up. You see, Like, you know, it's just, like, all these little things. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like... They can't sit still. My mom, my mom knew what to look for. We always think that it's so yeah. inconspicuous. Oh my god! Like, yeah, we're was, the best hiders of mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I literally did. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, they were over sending us to treatment, but we just had to like do our shit. And I was getting drug tested like every week yeah. by my parents, and I think she did that for like a year until I hit one year. I think even on my one year, she drug tested me because she didn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. So then that was the last time you used? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, it was... That was the last time. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was the last time that my sister and I did, like, drugs together. And then I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you quit drugs. Did you continue to drink or smoke weed or anything? 
not weed. I hate weed. Okay. I'm. I don't know why. I can handle meth, but give me weed. No, I freak <laughs> I out. I know a lot of people that are like that. It's really? Not just okay. Here, yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like one. Like I don't know. But I have. I did drink after that, but. I think like after my twenty first, I was just like, you know, I'm done. So you count your sobriety day as that last time with your sister before you guys were supposed to hike. Uh no, I count my sobriety day uh a week after my birthday. Okay. Yeah. So that's like completely done with everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So your twenty first birthday you did go out and drink. Oh yeah, I went out and drink and then I ended up getting meth. Yes. In Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I did Forgot do about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the last one. And then I brought it home from Vegas. And then that's when I realized that, like, I turned a birthday celebration into, like, a week bender. And I was like, that's not normal. Yeah. So after that, I was, I stayed sober. And, yeah, that was my sobriety date. Uh, But, I don't know, it's been hard just because, like, my sister's, like, fallen off the bandwagon a couple times. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's hard to, like, see that. Um, And it's even, like, questioned my sobriety because I'm just, like, I don't know, like, sometimes my parents are, like, not, they, they fucking hate when she, like, obviously, like, does anything, but, like, I'm just, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you know. Yeah. I'm, like, you should just want to be sober. Does she, like, think that? Well, she's sober now. She, I think she drinks, but she definitely doesn't do anything hard. Yeah. So that's good. That's all I care about. Yeah. Anything that can kill you in a second, like, don't do that. Absolutely, yeah. I was, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. It, for my personal sobriety, I quit alcohol yeah. almost 14 months ago. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then I was looking at pictures. I was honestly not doing much coke towards the end. Yeah. Like, it was like once every couple months. Yeah. But the last time I did it was 17 months ago. Mm-hmm. But then the last time I took an edible was yesterday. So <laughs> <laughs> edibles are okay for me. Like it's yeah. about knowing your body and what you can tolerate and yeah. what is fucking up your life versus exactly. what is okay. And yeah. yeah, we were camping yesterday on a Tuesday, which is great. I love being self-employed. Yeah. But yeah, we were out on a nice hike and then just, I was journaling by the fire and reading. Like yeah. it was beautiful. I know that's like controlled. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, Lauren said the same thing. She's like, I wish I could have an edible like that and make it, I feel that way, but it makes me feel like crazy. And I'm like, oh, I know. it's not for everybody, but yeah. the way that like, I think my using happened, like in high school, I was smoking so much weed and it would like keep me calm and happy and yeah. mellow and like, de-stress from all my mom's yelling so yeah I do enjoy that just wanted to make that clear I am California sober Cali sober Cali sober yeah but it's not for everybody so whatever fits for you yeah yeah um all right so how do you maintain your sobriety now um sometimes I have to like remind myself like to like journal or whatever I at the beginning of my sobriety, I made a habit of doing a gratitude list of just like small, simple things to be grateful for mm-hmm. in sobriety. And I still try to do that. Sometimes life gets so busy, but I have to like sit back and be like, you know what? Like I should be grateful for the hard work that my life has turned, like all of that has turned into. Like I can basically do whatever I want I'm not attached to something mm-hmm. like you know if I wanted to go on a trip I don't care because like I like I don't need to hit up my dealer for like a week's you know like 
all of that. It's the freedom. It's the freedom. It's not being attached to anything, but it's also like I haven't like thought like that in so long, like four and a half years. Like I haven't, like I don't even know the price of drugs anymore. Like yeah. dead, uh, dead ass. Like I don't. Same. So it's just That's like really nice. It's really <laughs> nice. Like in in freaking when I was using, it was like I did so much math. Like, yeah. Bro, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> but I was good at it. Yeah. Like, I knew exactly, like, you know, like, what You're it was. So, like Always a good student. <laughs> yeah, I was always a good student. But it's just, like, the freedom that my mind has that, like, I don't have to constantly be, like, oh, I need to get high, like, at this time. So then when I'm doing this, I'm, like, good or I'm, like, in the middle of my high. All of that. Like, I would think about that constantly oh, yeah. in my using. Yep. And like, your yes, yes, yeah. So I'm just glad that I do. I have freedom with that, but I, I do try to make a gratitude list and I journal my feelings a lot. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been journaling as much as I should, but I'm getting back into it and it feels yeah. so nice. But yeah. yeah, gratitude list is very important for oh, yeah. me too. Yeah, I'll just normally go through a list like in my head when I remember yeah. too. I also do it on my phone a lot, I just write notes and I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. I know, my notes are so full. I have oh, so I many random things my in there. My so scattered. <laughs> it's like an inspirational paragraph. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. And then it's I a grocery really, list. And yeah. I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, do you go to AA? I try to. I yeah. used to go a lot. All right, let's explain the difference between H-A-C-A-N-A and AA. Okay. Um, AA is where you go to meet... Like almost normies. No, I'm kidding. But like a lot of old timers are at AA. So if you want to hear some really good like quotes and like fuck, like I really like what that guy's saying or whatever, go to AA because Mm -hmm. AA is all the old timers and the people that have a shit ton of time. Uh, NA is Narcotics Anonymous. Yes, it's wild. It's insane. It's insane. (laughs) If you want to go just to people watch and pretend you need to go to AA, do that because. It's crazy. You'll hear the wildest stories. Yeah. And most of the time, like, two of the people are high. Yeah. Like, da-da. Like, it's inevitable. So I didn't go that often, but I did go to a couple at the beginning of my sobriety because my sister and I, we would jumble around. Uh, I couldn't handle NA. Like, I felt like I was out of place. Oh. Yeah. I was like, eh, I don't know. CA loved it. Uh, it was cocaine always... Anonymous. Yeah. Cocaine Anonymous. Uh, it was always a very small group. Uh Always young people. Yeah. And that's what, another thing why I like HA, Heroin Anonymous. Um, that's the main one I went to the first, like, two years of my sobriety. There used to be one in Encinitas at a church. They closed it down because there was a fight and we didn't have insurance. <laughs> oh, no. So the church closed us down. So oh, there's shit. not that one anymore. I think it's at Step House now. Mm-hmm. But HA was young people's all over. Like, that's where I met, like, all my friends. It's where I met my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's where I met like the two still friends that I talked to. So I don't know. HA was a lot of young people, so it was really nice. Yeah, I feel like with cocaine and heroin, you're not gonna have many old people. Well, there no, because no. they don't no. survive. I feel like uh, the old people that were at HA were like moms or dads that like lost a child, oh, and they would yeah. go. So that was hard, and I was like, damn, that's sad. Like, just go to Al-Anon. No, I'm kidding. What is Al-Anon for those that don't know? Um, Al-Anon is for family members or relatives, siblings, whatever. If you have an addict in your family or an alcoholic, you go there to talk about your feelings about 
how they make you feel and whatever. My parents, sometimes they've gone. Yeah, so. it's super helpful if somebody in your family or your life in general is struggling with addiction and you don't know how to help them. You don't yep. know what to tell them. You don't know anything. Those yeah. people are right there with you in the same boat and they're super helpful. So yeah. if it's yeah, nice. you want to support somebody. Up. Yeah. Just Al-Anon meetings near me. It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or any meetings near me. Yeah. yeah. And I know you said you're not going to too many meetings now. No. I don't either. But thank you so much for going to those meetings. Oh with my god, me. I had fun. Yeah. That, that place that my sister recommended that place. Mm-hmm. It was they had really cool meetings there. Yeah. I like the ones with the lights. Then that drama happened. Oh, I know. When I those was like, newcomers came. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it was fun. I also yeah. like Step House and Encinitas, but mm-hmm. I know that was like a drive. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know if meetings are for me. I mean, some of them are really good. Some of them yeah. are really bad. But I think I get so socially anxious that I'm just like more distracted by the people. Because remember that one where the chairs were like fucked up and that oh, lady yeah. was like sitting in front of us, but like the other way. Yes. I was like, what is happening? She like, literally you need was to like, move. yeah, her chair was facing us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, I cannot do this. She was like right in front of me, but yeah. facing the opposite. It was so weird. It's weird because like in my, like, the meetings I used to go to, like, in year one or two, like, I used to talk to, like, talk and speak, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, now when I go to them, I'm like, oh, I can't talk. But, like, I know no one at the meeting. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is going on with me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like maybe I've been, like, out of the game of, like, meetings. So I'm like, what do I say? Like, I don't really have, like, war stories or whatever anymore yeah. in my brain. When you were going, did you work through all the steps? Yeah. 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 How did I that met feel? my sponsor at CA. And oh. I loved her. Yeah. Yeah. She Do you moved. still talk to her? She moved. Oh. I, I, I have her on Instagram. But yeah. How did it feel going through all the steps? Like, what do you get out of the steps? Because I kind of went over it in my last episode. Yeah. I get basically, you think about all the things that you've done wrong. I do that constantly all day. I'm oh, like, I, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I think about. I have never done that before yeah. until I worked my steps. Or maybe I did. But like, I wrote out everything I had done and I apologized to like, everyone i made my amends and that was so fucking hard because i tried to do it with my parents and like they just started crying i was like it was just like so hard and i was just like can i just like speak my truth and like say it and i was already like i think it was like a year and a half when i did my amends to my parents and it was like we barely got through it because we were just like sobbing yeah but like i made amends to like friends and like family members that i like definitely screwed over and I haven't made my, many amends. Yeah. Dude, it's so I hard. Should. I didn't no, I didn't do it until like I was like three years. Because oh, yeah. well I was like spacing them out because it like took a lot for me. It's just like an awkward conversation because like in my family at least, it's like, oh, okay, you're doing better. Like let's just not talk about the past. Yeah. Type of thing. So like I know it's like making amends, it does make you feel like so much better about it. Cause you don't want that like awkward like elephant in the room, like Hey, like, sorry, I was an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. my bad, I stole from you to go buy drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but what else do you get out of the steps when you work them? Um, I, I like listed all of my bad qualities. Mm-hmm. Um, which now I feel like I'm like a completely different person than I was at the beginning. So, like, I've worked through that. I mean, I still have bad qualities, but, like, I worked, you know, I worked through them with my sponsor. And then, you know, you go deep into why, like, you were using and, like, 
how that made you feel, what sobriety like has done for you. So I think the steps are definitely worth it. It took me a long time to do them. Like everyone was like, do them like at, like at the beginning. And I just wasn't about it ever. I was like, no, it took me until like, I think like eight or nine months to actually like get a, so- a sponsor and like sit down with her. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's a lot. Yeah. I, I was scared. And even though I was like at, with a therapist, I think like just talking with like, like a peer, like at, like, that I met, like, I was, like, that is so nerve-wracking, like, I have to tell her, like, everything, like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck, I don't want to do that. I was too intimidated to get a sponsor, so I never did, but again, meetings aren't my thing, but I think about, yeah, just when I would see all the steps, I'm, like, I already do all that, I mean, I think about the shit that I did, I try to apologize when I can, and, yeah, now I'm trying to help other people by just exactly. doing this. So. Exactly. Did you ever sponsor people? No. 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 You were like, That's not for that. me. <laughs> like, I'll, the way that I give back is that I, like, help. I keep in contact with some people that I've met through meetings, and I'll help them, like, through, like, serious times in their lives. But, like, I don't want to sponsor anyone. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. I remember when I was dating my ex, he was a sponsor to, like, four guys oh god and it was like stressing me out like he'd be like oh like and they call you like once a day and like you know like you have to work through steps so you have to like plan to like hang out with them and like get coffee or whatever the fuck and like work steps with them and like be insightful and like you know like i could do it but like deep down like i don't i don't know it's like being a therapist for free that's and i already do that with my friends yeah like dead ass and my family like i already do that but just seeing how he worked it with the guys, maybe guys are different, but like he would just always complain about it. So I think that just like put, I think he also just had too many sponsees. Like, why are you having four guys? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But I mean, yeah. How was dating in sobriety? Did you guys meet? Yeah, we met at HA. Uh-huh. Um, Cause you're not supposed to date in the first year. No, he, he had more time than me. Uh, I dated, I think I was like six months mm-hmm. and I dated, he fucking 13 stepped me though. What is that? I've heard that before. Oh my God. It's when you like complete your steps and then the 13th step is to get laid. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No. But then he dated me. So it was like, okay. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But he should have known better. You were in your six months, not a full year. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. He was, I think he was, he had like a whole like year on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was also older. Oh, no. I was 21. I think he met me first when I first moved here, but I was 21 when we dated, and he was 29 turning 30. Yeah. Yikes. Never fun. But that didn't last, right? No. We dated for a year and a half, though. What had happened? Oh, I just, I finally broke up with him. Okay, I was was saying he didn't start using it or anything? No, 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 no. And then when you started dating again, how was that? That was fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, dates were like weird and hard because like they were like, let's grab a drink. And yeah. I was like, I was still like at the point in my sobriety where I was just like, I'm not drinking. I'm like, like, you know, like I was, I think I was like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I know. I looked at Ernesto like he would know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, I think that was like two years because we've been dating for two years. So mm-hmm. I think when we started like dating, we were two years. I had two years clean, mm-hmm. um, and I felt then I was more ready to have a relationship, 
But it also, when I dated my ex, since he was in sobriety, he helped me a lot. Like, I, there was moments where I could have started using, but because I was with him, like, I knew I couldn't. So it was kind of it was kind of nice. Like he helped me through. He helped me write some of my steps. So like you know, it was kind of nice, but we just weren't compatible. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice to have somebody that is there and supportive. Yeah, and we but. would go to meetings together. Like it was nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. We would go to like three meetings a week together, and that would be like our dates. Oh. So it was kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like I don't want to say that like he kept me sober, but like he definitely he helped me get to a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you and Ernesto first met, were you open to telling him about your sobriety right away, or did you kind of reserve that for later on? I think I did it on date two, but he said he already knew because he stalked me <gasps> on Instagram. What a stalker freak. I, know. <laughs> I did a background check on Just him. Just kidding. We all do it. <laughs> but that's intense. A background check. Oh, my mom did Did you it. see his credit? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that shit. I love it. I was like, okay, no criminal history. (laughs) No, I was just looking for criminal history. Yeah. Because I'd been with like really bad people in my past. True. Yeah. Yeah. You could have just called me. I would have been like, he's a dork. You're good. (laughs) I love you. Yeah. So I think I told him on date two, but he was like, oh, I I was like nervous to bring it up too. I was like, I have something to tell you. Like, I have a kid. No, I'm kidding. I made it a bigger thing than he. Like, I thought he was going to care, but I just don't really give a fuck about drinking. Like, he drinks in front of me, and I don't really care. Like, I'm like, eh. Like, if he was doing coke in front of me, I'd be like, yo, homie, like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you know, I don't fuck with that. But, like, alcohol, I don't care, because I smell it, and then I gag. Like, it's awful. It has such an adverse effect on me now, where I'm just so repelled by it. Like, once you get some time, you totally switch your mindset to where you're just like so repulsed by that thought of not being in control of your brain or like doing like erratic behaviors or just like it is so weird and like I don't know I I know exactly what you're talking about and I don't it's kind of crazy early in sobriety I used to have like lucid dreams like crazy dreams all the time and I finally like in the last year I stopped having them I haven't had one in a couple months, but yeah, every like other month I'd have a, dr- a drunk dream where yeah. I'm just like getting fucked up yeah. and I wake up and I feel guilty and I'm like, oh my God, I, yeah. I fucked up my right but like I didn't. It's yeah. just, that's just so deep in my subconscious still. Oh, I know. Because I drank for gosh, 15, 14 years? Yeah. No, that's not right. 13? Something like that. It's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. For being that my longest stretch was when I was in rehab for 60 days and that I didn't drink. Other than that, I would only ever go like a day or two max. Yeah. I don't even know when I was... I think I would like take a, like a little break, but then I would be right back at it like really quick. Yeah. And I did that since I was 16. But I only did like, like I guess like five years. Yeah. I guess that's not... I but mean, I was doing really hard drugs. Yeah. I was. And I was, like, doing stuff that, like, you shouldn't mix either. Yeah. Like, I was mixing, like, anything I could. Jeez. Yeah. So I used to say I, I would be sitting in a trap house and I'd be like, pass me anything. I'm a trash can and I'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah. One of my friends actually came up to me and was like, I didn't know what a trap house was and I had to look it up. And I guess when you look up trap house, you're probably going to get the worst picture possible. It's like an abandoned building. You should have building. seen literally oh. the trap house I stayed <gasps> Wait, I need to show. See, mine wasn't that bad. I just call it a trap house. It was an apartment okay. and we had cats. <laughs> 
There was just like two people sleeping on the couch at all times. Mine was an apartment, the upstairs apartment. The lower apartment was his aunt that actually owned the building. Mm -hmm. The upstairs apartment was like four guys. They had all recently got out of jail and were all like not supposed to be living together. So they were all like tweaked out all the time. Like the cops are here, like whatever. And the house was like so fucking dirty, like disgusting disgusting i remember one time i got so high on meth i went over there and i started cleaning and everyone was just <laughs> laughing at me i was literally scrubbing the floor like literally i just thought it was fun i used to clean too but it wasn't no. that bad <laughs> just like the bathroom was like messy because there were like no two wait guys, like, i shaving can i show beard. you a picture yeah please oh my god bro <laughs> okay wait i have to scroll down on my finsta also i can't look at my finsta a lot because it's so bad oh my god you still have a finsta yes <laughs> This is us in the trap house. Oh, yeah. Literally, menthols, <laughs> pupils. What the fuck? Menthols in my bra. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. No. Where's, this is the rules. No, this is the trap house rules. Oh. So it says, uh, no one can be allowed in the attic or the basement. Uh, wait, where's, oh. So they just had that many people coming through that they were All like, the time. All the time. Oh, all the time. Okay. Uh, it was a buying, selling, or doing drugs at any time is not permitted in this house. If done so, I will call the police. She never called the police because her nephew was literally on parole. Yeah. But, yeah, and the door was never locked. Uh, Clearly her rules didn't do shit. No, but once I, like, moved out here, everything, like, went to shit. Because, like, I was kind of keeping that trap house afloat. Like, I was cleaning it. I was bringing people there. To, like, hang out and, like, buy. And then, like, I feel like once my sister and I left, like, a lot of other people moved out. Because people were, like, staying there and, like, sleeping on the floor and shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was grody. Yeah. Like, like I don't even, like, I sometimes have, like, nightmares of, like, being in that house again. One time I fell through the floor. Yeah, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I felt, what? I was walking to, the bathroom was disgusting. If you ever had to go to the bathroom, walk to the 7-Eleven and go in their bathroom. That's how bad it was. But I walked, I stepped, and I fell through the plank floors, like the wood floors. And do you know what I found? I found 500 Xanax pills that the guy that lived there, I'm not going to name any names, but like the guy that lived there before he went to prison, or before, yeah, before he went to jail, he put it there. And the cops never found it because it was like in there. But I stepped, and then he was like, holy shit, like I'm going to make rent this year, like whatever. And he was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. And I was like, yo, like I better get some of those. (laughs) I remember that day because I remember that night because we like had a party because like I had found those and like he called people over like it was so that was a genuine trap house it was a genuine trap house I was scared of like every guy that was in there was like a scary motherfucker like had guns on them like I was actually like scared for my life but like I was like befriending them (laughs) like one of the I don't know but it was kind of (laughs) cute They all wanted to fuck me, so it was, like, kind of fun, too. Like, they were dealers, but they would also, like, give me free shit, like, if I flirted with them. And they were just getting out of jail, so, like, they hadn't been with anyone, so, like, I was, like, a tease. Yeah. But they were getting mad if I didn't put out, but, like, I never did. Yeah. So, it was it was kind of fun. If you could tell your younger self anything, what would you tell her? Oh, my God. Well, that I was going to go through a lot of hard shit, but now life is, like unbelievably like so much better like Mm -hmm. I have the freedom to wake up and not be hungover or like super tweaked out or anything like that 
and it's just so much worth it. Like the relationships I have now are like worth every day of like not getting high, like hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it's just like I could do like I could like make plans and like set out and like you know like actually like do them because I used to make plans and like just not do them at all. So. Same. You get your life back. Yeah, I have a life now. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's even more fun than any stay at a trap house. Fuck the trap houses. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun while you're in it, but in the longevity it's, of life. It's only fun for like a month. I would say like one night is like enough. And then I'm like. Not the trap house right. I was in. <laughs> it was kind of fun. But it, it's, it doesn't have longevity and like. Literally, that's not a way to live your life. No. Because all of those people, once I got sober, they didn't talk to me. I literally, when I was getting high, I was like, yo, we're family. Mm-hmm. We're best friends. The minute I moved out to California and I like mess, I was like talking to them on like whatever. And I was like, oh, like I'm getting sober. Like, I don't know. I, when I first moved out here, I thought I was going to move back. But they all, once I started getting sober, they all like dropped me. They're like, you're not fun. Like, and I was like, damn, I was like that. I mean, a lot of the friendships that I made, it was just based around drinking or doing coke or smoking Literally. weed. So but I like, think in the moment, you don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you think it's a genuine connection. Yeah, yeah. when you're doing Molly and you're having yeah. heart-to-hearts like, with oh people. Yeah, you're like, oh my God, you're my sister. Yes, I love oh you so much. And then, yes. now I haven't talked to any of them. Yep. So. Bye, bitches. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I remember when I hit a year and I posted it on Facebook, so many people messaged me and was like, yo, how did you do it? Oh. Like from like yeah. I think it was like two or three people from the trap house that I used to hang out with. They like messaged me and was like, "Yo!" And still, sometimes people message me from Chicago and they're like, "Yo, how did you do it?" Because I want to do it. Yeah. And then that then I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I'll help you. That's like, the best thing. That and I'll I've I'll loved. give them resources too, like yep. like around them, and like I'll look it up. I'll do the research because like I know they're not going to do it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I love being of service in that way. I know that that's fun for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So in your almost five years of sobriety. Almost, almost. Well. What are some of the things that you like to do now? Hobbies. Oh, hobbies. Well, I'm in school, so I do a lot of homework, a lot of reading. Yeah. Um, I just finished a really good book, if anyone wants to read it. It's called The Housemaid. So good. Okay, what's it about? Uh, oof. It's about this family that lets in a housemaid, but it's a, like a nightmare starts happening, and there's killing everything it's really good Ooh. it's a it's like a thriller and like drama so good i like I think I, yeah uh but yeah i like hanging out with friends hanging out with my family making relationships with my family members now um i'm a great aunt like yeah you're I, always with kids i'm always with my nieces and nephews <laughs> when i can be i fucking love them i'm a godmother i'm a fucking um, Cat mom. <laughs> You're so precious right oh, now. Thank you. I brought Bro- Bojack. He used to live in my trap house. Oh, wow. I got him. Yeah. He's seen it all. Yeah. One time he ate a mushroom. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. He ate a shroom. Yeah. Yeah. Took and I, I took him to the vet and I told them everything and they kept him overnight. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. That was my bad. I like CPS. He was a kitten guy. too. Oh no. Yeah, and they literally were like, what? And then like a couple months later, I moved to California and I brought him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aww. he was fine though. Yeah. He's seen some shit though. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I spend time a lot of time with my boyfriend. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do arts and crafts, do like little shit like that. I work out a lot. 
I love working out. You're fucking killing it, dude. I love running. Runner's high is better than any high that I've ever experienced. And I, I've done meth. I okay? cannot so. relate. <laughs> running is not my jam. I love running. I love seeing you post that yeah. you ran. Because I'm like, get it, girl. Yeah. I, one day I'll get back into it. Because I yeah. used to do like four or five miles at the gym. Like, yeah. no problem. But, I mean... Yeah, my ankle sprained right now. <laughs> oh, for real. I know. I want to run like a half marathon. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. I'm thinking about running in with my brother, my older brother. Hell yeah. Because he's he's ran a whole marathon. My girl. Yeah. Oh shit. So I'm like, we should run it together. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be, be cute. really cute. Yeah. Oh. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Of course. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Oh, yeah. Everyone should go listen to my boyfriend's podcast, What a Brunch of Idiots. <laughs> it's with him and his friend, Mimi. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you. So you have been such an insightful guest because we got a whirlwind of information. And oh, my God. Was, so much. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, wait. Uh, we got to promote shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, questions, comments, concerns, email. We have the AA problem <coughs> at gmail.com. You want to buy a hoodie? They're great. Problematic. The camera's not recording anymore. Um, they're great. Uh, we have a problem.com. Instagram, TikTok. If you want to see what we look like, we're pretty cute. Um, we have a problem. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yee.